On this episode of C-Level, I chat with Angela Robb, CEO of LeaderCast. Well, Angela, thank you for coming out. So I'm, I'm like a, I'm a huge, like, uh, I like to hear people's journeys and their stories and where they start out. So tell me, tell me where you started and where you grew up and. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right, I will give you the scoop. So it's yeah. uh, I am a farm girl. Okay. So my first job was selling eggs at four. Okay. Um, older brother, so I have six steps, um, and then I have a biological older brother. So he would pull the wagon, I would push it, and I was a sales girl. So wow. So yeah. I, like just on the back of the wagon, you just. I back of the wagon, so huh. I would take the eggs up. We would go pull pull them out after the chickens would lay the eggs. Yeah. And I was sent up to the neighbors because of the blonde curly hair. <laughs> and he's like, go up and sell it. So no one ever denied me. Um, so that's kind of how I started in life. And then um, I love my Midwest work ethic. So I've, my first outside of the home job was 13 working at Dairy Queen. Okay. So I love when I get my social security statement because it makes me really proud, like rock on. <laughs> I've been contributing a long time, right. although I might not see any of it. Um, but I'm a professional mutt. And I know you're probably cringing when someone says that. <laughs> and I've learned the hard lesson about needing a PR representative because um, once in U.S. News and World Report, across my chest it says professional mutt, which well, is not what you want right. when you make that publication, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah. But with that, uh, higher education and then made my way into corporate America after I got my MBA. And I love the fact that I've done really nothing traditional in my life. Mm. I raised my daughter on my own since she's been three and uh, just done it differently. Moved away from home, moved to Atlanta because I wanted a big city experience mm -hmm. and wanted my kid to grow up in a world that was diverse mm -hmm. um, and just very different. So yeah, I'm always sort of an outlier and that's come with challenges, yeah. but it's who I am. Do you feel that like Starting early on in sales has contributed to being, you know, you're the business professional that you are now and understanding business and whatnot, leadership. Yeah, great question because here's what I tell people. I've never been in sales a day in my life. Mm. To grow up in a, my dad's a farm kid, first generation college for his family. Mm -hmm. And he put himself through college and supported uh, two 19 year olds. My mom was pregnant before they were married. Mm by working on a golf course, so his yard looks like Augusta. Um, and then he became an executive in the auto industry. So my family is steeped in work ethic. Cool. And so when you asked about sales, yeah. I'm not in sales, I'm about relationships. And uh, I look at my grandfather, you know, started farming with horses. Mm -hmm. And it was all about community and helping people out. So right. I love that and I think it's just listening to people what motivates them, and yep. then how can you help them get to where they need to be? Yep, relationship, relationship sales. So, um, and I learned that early on too. Is is you know people people don't want to be sold. Number one, no. like that's not that's not, and, and also the sustainability. You know, learning and listening to your customer, whoever that is, and 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 focusing on what their needs are, and how your product can help them in their needs. Not not like you know just forcing something down somebody's throat that they don't need, you know, because that, that's like that old school, you know, just, you boiler know, room. boiler room yeah, type, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's funny because we were watching Wolf of Wall Street, not to like some <laughs> clips, and I'm like, 
man, I'm like, it's brutal, you know. But there are there are there are some people out there that sell like that. And I think what I've found over the years is is just that relationship, really getting to know your client and and just any and in business, even even partnerships, you know, when you're when you're um, partnering with another company, just, you know, understanding like what their objectives are, yeah. you know, how is this going to be a beneficial, mutual beneficial partnership, you know, so I think, you know, yeah. to your point, it's really, it's really good. It is. And you know, the, it's the funny thing is, is because you can't deny business like best practices, right? Right. right. So if you're in sales, I, I'll never forget my father at one point, uh, I became a single parent and I needed a new car. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how can I do this fast and legal? Mm -hmm. So with that is I became, I started selling Mary Kay cosmetics and my dad's like, you're really good at this, yeah. but here's where yeah. you stink. You're not tracking your pipeline. So I was one of the fastest um, people to get a free car from Mary Kay mm -hmm. because- the, Was it like a, the pink Cadillac or something like that? I didn't get the pink Cadillac, no? dude. Oh. It was the red Grand Am, oh, okay. but anyway, right. yeah. I was like, okay <laughs> with that. But right. like I, I did that in nine months yeah. because my dad made me stop. Mm -hmm. He's an accountant by trade. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what is your pipeline? Yeah. So when you talk about relationship, if you are humble enough and really honor the fact that if you're great at building relationships, if you couple that with actually understanding metrics and measurement and accountability, mm -hmm. the sky is the limit, which typically if you hear someone who's made it and been fairly successful, mm -hmm. regardless of what vertical they're in, they've taken those practices as well. Right. Um, and, and, but then I see people who think it's all about just metrics driven mm -hmm. and they'll have people on there, you know, you're joking about Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, right? Yep. But it's kind of like that cheesiness right. where people were just killers. Yep. And I've worked for some people like that, yep, right? Yep. Yeah, and that's made you, I've taken things, I think great um, successful people, regardless of what success is to you, mm. take learning opportunities from each juncture, yes. right? Like for us to sit before we even started taping this, mm -hmm. for me was a gift yeah. because in, in speaking with you and your colleague, it's like I learned things that are important to my daughter mm -hmm. in her career. right? And so that's, those are those opportunities, right, where you take it. But if anybody doesn't think it's about personal relationships, that's why with what you do on personal brand, yep. that's what scares me for the younger generation yes. on social media, Yep. yep. right? Because we're putting things out there that may not really be part of your brand, but oh, gosh, yeah. you're certainly making it look that way. So let's let's talk about this a little bit, like the, the entrepreneur, right? Yeah. The people yeah. that really, they're just pushing stuff out there. but. It, it, it pains me to see like people that don't even engage with their audience. Like they're just, it's like, hey, let me take, a, maybe let me take this picture by this expensive car, by this jet, and just get content out there, and you know, not even care about like what people are, are saying in the comments or even attempting to reach out to them because it's like, all right, well, what are you doing here? Are you trying to build a long-lasting audience that's going to continue yeah. to engage with you for years? Like I look at it as like my audience is my my heir, my my like I, I just I, I I love like when they engage with me because, you know, um, it shows that like. I'm really doing it for them. Like, you know, like I just like pushing free content, not, we're not talking like click funnels or anything like yep, that. Yep. Really pushing free content and building your audience is, is important, you know, especially, you know, in this day and age with, with social media and there's a lot of noise out there. Yes. You know, so finding, 
finding your audience is is extremely important in this day and age. It is, and you know, the thing, in coming in the room and meeting you personally for the first time, I want to acknowledge the fact that your eyes genuinely read that, because you're watching everything for interaction, so you truly care. Yeah. Um, and so I want you to know that. that's of great value, yeah. right? Because you do care about what's being pushed out there. I also challenge you, a dear friend of mine, I don't know if he's been on with you, is Sangram Vagar, mm. and he is with Terminus in, in here in Atlanta, yeah. but they created a funnel, or excuse me, created their own category because they flipped the funnel, mm. right? And mm. so they have this amazing team. They've been together. He was with Salesforce previously, mm -hmm. and Sangram's whole thing is about building community. Right. He'll be on the LeaderCast mm. stage next year, um, and he has such incredible presence and following, yeah. but we want to have him on our platform. I want to launch him to the world. Right. I believe he truly is a world changer right. with that, and yeah. very similar to what you're saying, and look what you're doing in the world as well. Yeah. It's, it matters. I appreciate that. Well, th <laughs> it's funny, because the whole personal branding thing, for me, it happened completely by accident, because- Yeah, tell me it, about this. I, I, so I, I, worked, I worked in the entertainment business on, on both sides of the camera, both as an, as an actor and as a producer, and you know, being in front of the camera all the time, like I looked at social media was like, that's my private life. Matter of fact, believe it or not, I didn't have a Facebook page like three and a half years ago. Like I had no social media at all. Really? I just, I had a, yeah, I had Incredible. a, I had a very private like life and I was like, eh, nobody's interested in this. No one, you know, no one wants to see these pictures until I realized it's, it's a business tool. Right. It's a business tool in the fact that people do business with who they know and who they trust. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So with social media, when you're pushing out content all the time, people are starting to build that relationship with you. And when they build that relationship with you, it's, they, they almost, this weird thing happens. Like they seem to get to know you, even yes. though that you've never met them. So when they actually meet you in, in person or you're at a networking event, it's so much easier for them to do business with you because like it, they've built that relationship over time. And I was like, wow, this is, this is actually opening up a lot of doors because people are really getting to know who I am as a person, not just you know the actor in front of the camera or or the guy that produced this this movie, right? It's it's really you know kind of pulling back the curtain, if you will, and letting people know exactly who you are, to so so you're able to 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 work with them, so they're able to um, really understand like the heartbeat, like behind the company. That's a great point because I guess it's become more of the litmus test to people, right? Because yep. look at The Rock. Right, right. right. And like, you cannot not watch him mm -hmm. and then when you hear his ex-wife yeah. talk about that the guy is the most coachable person in the world right. and was even when their marriage was dissolving and even as continued business partners, right? right. So I think it's interesting that your eyes speak the truth. Yep. Hopefully my eyes speak that I'm yep. authentic and genuine, but how that matches up. So really that has become your business card, yeah. right? That's your yep. calling card in the relationship or maybe the closer. Yeah. So even yep. more so than that. And it's funny because at LeaderCast, we're an 18 year old company, but mm -hmm. we're in complete transformation. So mm -hmm. digital transformation, either you know us and you love us mm -hmm. or you've never heard of us. Mm -hmm. And we have global presence. Yeah. Um, but with that said, when you talked about the content you're pushing out and building that trust, we're in a critical time right now where with our trusted partnerships, we've talked to them too much. We've tried to fill the air with, with things that are not of value to them. Mm -hmm. Make right, sense? Right, and so now right. we're really into 
how do we go out and segment the community, mm -hmm. our relationships, mm -hmm. and, and really refine what that message looks like? Mm -hmm. Because to your point, we're in relationship. Yep. We have not honored it by identifying what, what we should be putting out there yeah. to build it, that trust. That makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. So in, in, in LeaderCast, in, yeah. the, in the event that you talk a little bit about your events and, and you know what people can expect when they go to your event. So 18-year-old company, as mm -hmm. I just said, and we, John Maxwell was our yeah, founder. Love so John. 42 yeah. different yep. books, yep. right? Um, and so with that, we've been known as the world's largest one-day leadership mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. So 5,000 people come to an arena live, mm -hmm. and then we simulcast out to over 120,000 viewers. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the year, we have our global partners. So we have LeaderCast Nigeria, all these different. So we're viewed in 17 different countries. So it's incredible, hearty content. Mm -hmm. And now what we're really working hard on is how do we have, or what is our application strategy? So people just don't want to come to an event and leave on fire. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, some people so do. Yeah. Some people yeah. do. But Continuing with that fire is another story. Continuing Practical with the advice. fire, yeah. right? And stoking it yep. so you have actionable takeaways. Right. So that's what we're really working on as well because our corporate partners, mm -hmm. I mean, Apple just grew their account with us 13X, awesome. right? Yeah. Because of who we have on that. So yeah. I would tell you we're best in class at curating a speaker cast. Awesome. So now we're just filling in the blanks, which is why I was recruited because I come in with an executive education talent management background. Mm. So three years ago, we launched a women's event and it was by happenstance. Our CEO at the time was on a radio show and said, we're gonna, our go-to-market strategy was go to market with, we'll do a women's event yeah. very soon. Yeah. Um, and so now that's that's will be October 18th. Yeah. And with that is we're growing that about two and a half times. But I'm gonna speak into the universe to you right now because I believe that's really important. Yeah. What we have seen with our women's event is by 2023, okay, mm -hmm. I want to fill Mercedes-Benz with women from around the world of different culture, of different religious beliefs, of different political beliefs, because that is the power of what can be done if we collectively bring people together. And Dr. Awesome. King's wife, Coretta King, has a quote that I am using all the time. For the soul of a nation to change, it will require its women to do so. Mm. And that's not defaming of men, mm -hmm. but it's for women that are professionals, that are mothers, that are daughters, that are sisters, to come with heart, right? Right to hopefully break down barriers. Because we live in a world, and especially a country, that really needs that community yep. Yep. to come together to say, we'll do it peacefully. Mm -hmm. And I believe then those bookends after our event will be people coming in from different those different communities or associations or conferences right. that will um, use us as a content platform throughout the year. That's awesome. So long-winded really cool. answer. Yeah. No, and then you great. also heard my dream. So. Yeah. But we're making it happen. When I'm the more I'm putting that out there, yes. we're having organizations that are saying, "How can we be a part of it?" And, and that's 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 huge. Putting it out there. That's I think, right. I think a lot that. Some people don't do that, so I, you know, yeah. I really appreciate you know you 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 already see the vision and and keep moving forward. Yeah, and you'll say one day, remember when? Uh, yep. Just well, like this will be documented. So on the team, it's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. right. Like to come yep. in this room and meet your team yep. is it's palpable, yep. and I just want you to know it's it's super exciting what you're doing yeah. here. Appreciate it. So tell me tell me a couple of things. What do you, in your opinion? 
What do you feel are some of the best qualities uh, or some important key qualities in a leader? I think for people to be authentic, to be truly okay yeah. with who they are. Yeah. Um, where I see um, people struggle mm -hmm. is that they have a persona at work and I think that you have to bring your real self. Yep. I, if you look at some really successful CEOs, right? Mm -hmm. um, even a even a Jack Welch, right? And some people are like, Neutron Jack, mm -hmm. I would have never wanted to work for him. And that sounds super old school. And younger viewers are like, who is that? <laughs> um, I always wanted to work for him because I, I heard he was a real hard-nosed guy, but you always knew where you stood for him. Right. And I wanted that challenge. So being authentic, yeah. good, bad, or indifferent. Yep. I think people can... Um, understand and will respect you and actually trust you more. Yeah. They may not stay around if you're a jerk. Right. Right. But right. if you truly bring that authentic self, mm -hmm. it just builds something very different. Yeah. Um, I think through that authenticity is again honesty, mm -hmm. right? Which is aligned with that. Yep. Um, always bring things to the table sooner than later, and that's for me. I feel like has been one of my strongest. Um, aspects about my personality is what you see is what you get and mm -hmm. I don't ever want to go to bed at night personally or professionally having ill feelings right. and so I, that's really important and then I think empowering people yeah. and so if you're secure as a leader if yep. you're honest as a leader let people be who they are right. um, and not control it. Micromanagement right. kills oh, organizations, gosh, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, totally. Yeah. So for me, I want my team to feel like I can make those decisions. I've just hired some new leadership team mm -hmm. members, and that's been the greatest thing for me is be free, yeah. bring it, and if we need to realign or talk about the guardrails, mm -hmm. but if you define someone's position and their role and the goals of the organization, it's not necessary. Yeah, and, and that the the being genuine, you know, being true, you know, and <laughs> it's to try to live two different pro like that's hard enough. Like if you just be you, that's and I right. think that's you know, and that and for for young you know entrepreneurs and people and young leaders you know stepping in, it's like just no 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 don't don't be somebody else. Just be yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, what I what I like you mentioned too was was almost like a like I'm, I'm very big on servant leadership, mm -hmm. right? Empowering your team. You know, like it's my job to make sure that I make my team successful. Right. right. I'm there to support them. I'm the one uh, that that is out there. It's funny. I had an uh, interview with with a guy who who works in the military, and he's like, I'm the one that takes the bullets first. Right. You know, and like in, in my personal opinion, my experience, you know, the, the servant leadership, uh, it just it goes such a long way because people know that you're willing to sacri sacrifice yourself for them. That's right. And, and it builds such a good, like loving, um, you know, ecosystem inside a corporation. Yeah, I, and that's at the heart for me as well as servant leadership. And I think if that's what truly motivates you to serve others, mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've loved of Mother Teresa, uh, reading about her since I was in high school, mm -hmm. and and wanting to. I mean, the f she's the perfect leader because right. the worst cases of illness or you know someone coming into the home, she would take it because she wanted to show her team of nuns right. that I'm willing to do the worst job. Yep. So when you talk about that, my team, as we are in this transformative time at LeaderCast, we had a, a, 
one of those meetings that it, it doesn't, you don't leave and it's not the touchy-feely, but my team knows that I love them, Yeah. right? Right. Um, Sometimes you have to have difficult conversations. You have to have difficult you know. conversations. Yep. And this week we talked about accountability and measurement, and now it's the time. We've done all of the reorgs departmentally. Now we fly, mm -hmm. right? Right. And so I talked about General Patton, and General Patton always would tell his soldiers, when we take that piece of real estate, we're going to lose some people. Mm -hmm. I will be there, but we will not lose the real estate to lose more lives. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about, we walk as a team with our arms all joined, right? And sometimes you have to slow down a little bit, but we're gonna move and take the real estate and take this as a team. And so when you talk about doing the hard stuff, with this 90-day intense challenge that we have at LeaderCast, mm -hmm. One of the things I shared with my team yesterday, and I saw them smile with great joy, is because they're going to watch me in pain. I asked my trainer, what are the three exercises that you watch me and I hate doing them? So she's like this, this, and this. So my team on Tuesday will get to choose which of those three exercises, one, that I will do every day for the next 90 days oh, wow. in front of them in the office. Hmm. So they're gonna watch me do something I don't physically wanna do or I'm more coordinated with mm -hmm. that I don't like doing because if I'm asking them to do a compressed time frame, mm -hmm. I've gotta show something physical mm -hmm. that I'm willing to go through for them. Wow, that's awesome. Wow. So. so what do you see some uh, challenges for leaders in this world today? Oh. I th what pains me the most, and I just had a conversation with a, a girlfriend from business school who works at a Fortune 100. Mm -hmm. um, I wish we could get employee engagement right, mm -hmm. right? We've got to understand millennials. Yeah. Uh, to hear people talk about millennials yeah. and have it feel like it almost sounds sour. Mm -hmm. um, we've got to change. Yeah. And so I think with that, how do we get that engagement right? I don't want someone to have to change jobs. I just heard a statistic like what? In t the first 10 years of someone coming out of college, they'll change jobs six times. Right, right. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so the opportunity cost of that yeah. is significant. Sure. Because if you keep, and I'm hearing that, that younger people are moving for a $1,000 increase. Right. But if you don't even stick around to elevate up, Right. or get a cost of living increase, right. you leave that on the table. Yep. So financially not wise. Right. So the companies have to figure out how do you onboard better? How do you engage? How do you loosen up? Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna go to a world that pretty much has no defined PTO, right? Right. right. And it will become performance yep. based, but then you hear organizations that yep. are like, we just got rid of that on yeah. how we're, so, We've got to hunker in and, and spend time and figure it out because that pains me the most. Yeah. I want, and, and look at the world. Younger people are dealing with more anxiety. Mm -hmm. We've got to build community. Yeah. Like my generation has to, to really start focusing on it's different, mm -hmm. right? And that's why diverse thinking, you, it's priceless. Right. But you got to fix it. Yeah. And we have that responsibility. So you mentioned the one thing of like, you know, employees jumping ship for like $1,000 yes. more. It's yeah. like, well, if, if that's the case, then it was just, and which is fine. Some people are, you know, in it for the money. But if you absolutely love what you do on a day-to-day -day basis and you're willing to be patient, knowing that there is a that's career right. pathing for that's you right. and you stay with the same job, you're going to be a lot more happier and a lot more fulfilled because number one, you love what you do. Right. 
And even though someone may tempt you with a little bit more money, you may absolutely hate going into work every single day working for that person, right? Because it's not what you thought it was going to be, even though you're making more money. So what I, what I tell people is, is don't just do it for the money. I, and, and when I employ people, I want to make sure that I'm putting them in a position where they absolutely love doing what they're doing, like their, their normal day-to-day task. Yeah. That's my job. And, and then help career pathing them to where they want to go and painting that picture and then also putting the process on, okay, do this. These are some areas where you need to develop. You want to move into management. These are some of the things that right. I would recommend you start, you know, start working on. But I will get you there. That's my job. As a CEO, that's my job is to right. get you there. That's and right. I, want, I want the very best for you because for me, I get enjoyment seeing when, you know, my employees are, are able to, you know, have that next step in their life, maybe get married, maybe have kids, buy their house, like, and the thought that this company was, was helping support them is part of the legacy, and right. it's cool, and, and so, so yeah, so I think figuring, figuring that out, more, more uh, you know, CEOs, and, and, and sometimes it's hard, because when you have a major corporation that you know has thousands, thousands and thousands of, people, of employees right? it, it's yep. it's hard you can only connect statistically i think you can only have like like a hundred close friends and i think after that it starts you know starts right, weaning out right. but um there's strategies for that too and i think you know that's where a lot of the personal branding comes in too if you're communicating with your people on on a, on, on a regular basis it helps with that um, I try to meet with every one of my employees. Actually, no, I don't try. I do. I make it a point to meet with everybody quarterly. And what I always tell them is I say, this is not about your job performance. It's about mine. Right. What am I doing? What can I do to serve you better? What are some of the things that I can do to help get you to where you want to go? And that's a game changer for anyone. And I really want to, I want to highlight that. And this is not my show. Um, but it's so important because I ask my team, even after meetings, what feedback could you give me? Where could I have done that differently? Now for us as leaders, there's a fine line with, um, if you're in it for people just to like you and I've had to, that's tough lesson, right? That's a tough, not everybody's going to like you. They should respect you. Yep right but but the good news is and you talk about this leadership and engaging with your employees on a quarterly basis and then asking for that feedback is they may not always like you and it's just like parenting i would tell my daughter i love you all the time right now i don't like you when she would be the same way right and that's okay um and i think if leaders really look at that and i you know it's great that you've learned this it's such a, a young age, although I don't know how old you are, (laughs) you're younger than I am. Um, That's so important because it's give me feedback. Let me serve you better. And again, it goes back to servant leadership. Right. It is. It's, it is the heart of all those great success stories. Right. Yeah. So, so kind of wrapping this thing up, if there was one piece of advice that you were to give to a leader, what would that be? One of the greatest lessons I learned, uh, gosh, 10 years ago, and it sounds really goofy, is I thought I was walking in for a promotion and my whole division got riffed. And I, I levered my network, but I went to a gentleman, the godfather of employment here in Atlanta, and uh, he said to me, I'm gonna, I've heard you've helped a lot of people. I heard you're an amazing servant leader, but now I wanna teach you to ask people for help. 
And so I think the ability to tell people that you need their help, both personally and professionally, is a incredible and probably the greatest sign of being a great leader because you're willing to be humble. Mm. And the thing is, we all have hope inside of us. So someone asking for help is hope that you provide value. And so for me, I've just learned that feedback piece mm -hmm. is really letting people into that space as well. Yep. You're asking them for help. Yep. And that is what builds upon relationship. I think we live in a world where we're all well-meaning and we really do want to help each other. There are outliers. There yep. are some evil people sure. or that work under horrible pretense. But most of us want a positive world. And so I think how can I ask for help mm -hmm. is the greatest lesson. And what I've seen in great leaders are willing to ask for that. Ask for help. That's awesome. Love yeah. it. Thank you so much, Angela. Thanks, I appreciate man. it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning into the episode. If you guys enjoyed it, show some love. Give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Also, make sure you check out our exclusive C-Level group on Facebook.